Hello, romance besties. This is your girl, Shawnee. I'm here to let you know that this episode was recorded before our interview with the lovely LJ Shen. We have already put that interview out and you can listen to it wherever you listen to your podcast. She was amazing. She was super down to earth and really relatable. We had a really great time interviewing her. And now let's get into the nasty. Romance at a glance. Uh-huh. Romance at a glance. What you saying? Romance at a glance. Go ahead, girl. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Romance at a Glance. I'm your host, Bridget. With me, as always, is my co-host, Shani. How are you, Shani? I am so good, Bridget, and I am so curious to know what you thought about this book. You guys. It's been killing me. Like, it's been killing me. <laughs> if you don't listen to this podcast and this is your first time here, welcome. We've been having a lot of new listeners, and we are so happy to have you. If you are a returning listener, hey, friend, what up, girl? Woo-woo. Or boy. Uh, we are happy to have you back. Um we never talk about these books from the time that we choose them to the time that we record. It is the hardest thing about this podcast by far. The hardest. <laughs> because as I'm reading the book, I know she's listening to the book. And I'm like, oh, my God, I want to talk about this part. Oh, my God, I need to tell her about this part. Oh, my God, I want to. <laughs> and it's so hard. By the time we get to this, we're, like, bursting. And we have to immediately press record because, like, if not— Things will start to slip. So I'm so excited to see what you're going to think because I really don't know. Like, I really, I feel like you could go either way on this one. (laughs) Because today we are uh, reading The Hunter by indie author L.J. Shen. And, you know, she's written a bunch of other books, a couple other series. Shawnee had previously, way back in the past, read a few of her books. I've never read her books before. Um, we had been seeing The Hunter being reviewed on social media, and one of our goals this season was to feature a couple indie authors. And so we thought, hey, like, let's check it out. And yeah, it is the first book in a new series, which I thought would be kind of a fun thing to tackle one of her newer series versus, like, one of the old books that perhaps her whole audience has already read. And... Um, to say that I have been on pins and needles waiting for Shawnee is an understatement. <laughs> what do you think, Shawnee? Were you waiting to hear what I thought? Oh, my God. I mean, I literally just in uh, setting up this podcast right now, I've been like, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know all that you're thinking. Mostly because in general, like, I have not pinned down exactly how I feel about this book. I feel like I'll pin it down in this podcast because I agree. Like, yeah, (laughs) I agree. Okay, Shani, let's dive right in. This book is, I would say a new adult romance. So it's in the contemporary genre, but it is definitely in a younger demographic. The main characters are 18 and 19 respectively. Uh, before we dive too much into the plot, I do want to say that I was 1000% here for the cover art. Oh, agreed. (laughs) Agreed. If a, if a, uh, cover art one sexy as hell can match a book, this was perfect. I felt like what they sold me in the cover art is what I got in the book. Hells yes. That 
you know. Yeah, like he had the abs, the hair, the posture. Yes. I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. man going to do filthy things. Oh, he going to. And I like that it was in black and white. Yes. I love that it was in black and white because it really, the shadowing of the pecs. Yes. Playing the pecs. Bridget. One thing I also appreciated because we talked about this a bunch is the illustrated covers. And I loved that this was a person, a human being. Yeah. Selling me the sex. And I was buying the sex. I was into the sex. I was ready for the sex. I was I was there for it. Yeah. Because I yeah. like. I mean, it's hard to tell a heat level from an <clears throat> illustration, and I knew it really is looking at this that this book was going to be sex filled, and it was. I think that if um, an author has a book that is sex filled, they should stay away from the illustrated covers because it makes me feel like Disney every time I see the illustrated covers. There, I think they're good. Like, I'm not saying that all romance should not have illustrated covers, but like a book like this one that yeah. Let me tell you. There's a lot of... Pure smut. A lot of sex. Pure, pure smut. I mean, rah. A lot of smut. I want to see I want to see pecs on the cover. And yes. that way I know because when I buy a book like this, I am buying it for the smut. So I'm literally scrolling, looking at covers saying, hmm, which book looks the sexiest? Oh, this man with the abs? That looks hot. We're going to do that one. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that it was a great choice of cover. 1,000% agree. So if you haven't read this book, um, it is the latest book. It is the first in the series, and it is about Hunter, who is a playboy with no plan in life except for fucking, and he makes an accidental sex tape banging five chicks in a night, and his billionaire tycoon daddy cracks the whip, sends him home to be babysitted in an apartment by Sailor, as Hunter describes, Boston's nerdiest girl alive, who loves archery, is striving to be an Olympian, and has a mob killer for a daddy. Uh, Sailor has no interest in watching over Hunter to ensure his sobriety and celibacy, but can't pass up the opportunity to get media exposure for her Olympic archery dreams and get out of her parents' house without using their money, which was earned from a legitimate business, unless proven otherwise. Enemies to lovers, opposites attract, and it turns out an arranged relationship by their parents. Shawnee, give me your initial reaction to this book. I want uncuffed. I want I want no prompting from me. I want to hear it. Give it to okay. me. So the first thing that I wrote in my notes here is smut. I love it. Smut, 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 smut. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Give it more. I love it. 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 <laughs> so I like that we read this book after we read Pink Slip mm-hmm. because I, I feel like these are what the story's not the same but what the idea for what they want from the reader i think is the same where they write they have like a cute fun little story but really you want to give the reader some real dirty ass sex and whatever Mm -hmm. and i felt like what i um what i kind of missed from pink slip i got in in this book a little bit more. Yeah, the sex um, was graphic I will say th- as fuck. <laughs> the, s- the sex in this. So you know me. I'm I'm a kinky. I'm a kinky bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know me. And uh, this, I love the dominant nature of the um, of their dynamic. I love that she told him, "I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna suck your dick." And then, boy, he made her beg for it. I mean, I was like, "Oh shit!" Uh-huh. And she's just like, "Yeah, that's gonna happen. I'm gonna suck your dick. That's what's about to happen." Yeah. Um, <laughs> So anyway, my uh, my off the cuff reaction in general is just like I was here for every bit of the sex of this book and the sex was the redemption for me in this book. You know when you were like fuck the story, Shawnee, it's just a summer quickie, it's supposed to be fun. This is an example of where I'm like, yeah, fuck the story. This is good. I like this. 
So if you, I think we should do, let's do stars at the beginning, stars at the end after we talk through it. Because I'm curious what your okay. star would be. You want me to rate the hero? No, the, I think. The girl, d- boy, and then t- total book? Yeah, fuck it. Let's do it all. Yeah. Girl, boy, total book. Okay. So uh, the heroine, I gave uh, a three. Okay. The boy, I gave. The boy, I gave a two. Okay. And plus one for the sex. Okay. <laughs> so, so, I gave him a, so I gave him a three. Okay. Because <laughs> I was like, he, d- he deserves one for the work he's putting in here. He's yeah. doing the Lord's work. Yeah. And then the overall book, I gave a three. It's not necessarily my favorite in terms of story. So I kind of balanced the sex, which I thought was a five, the story, which I thought was a two. And I was like, eh, it's about a 3.5. But since we don't do point fives, I was like, it's a solid three. <laughs> surprisingly we're pretty surprisingly we're pretty in line johnny for different reasons but we're pretty in line yeah i thought sailor was a three i thought hunter was a two and i thought overall it was a three yeah but let's talk through it and let's see if we if we reach the same conclusion at the end so i'm so so excited to hear what you have to say so this book was actually pretty long it was about 360 pages and it is definitely a new adult the characters are young they are 18 and 19 so one thing I did like about this, Shani, is that unlike in a typical book about an 18 or 19-year-old, they would either be in the end of high school or they would be in the beginning of college or maybe like some sort of gap year or something like that. And I liked that she was training to be an Olympian, so she had like an interesting vocation, her career. Yes. And then he mm-hmm. was like working at the company, like his parents' company or his dad's, I guess, company, and then also doing, like, night school. So he was going to college, but we didn't have to, like, deal with any of, like, the college drama or frat boys or, I mean, he is, like, a like a very traditional sort of frat boy-esque behavior and chauvinistic mentality, but we didn't have to, like, partake in any of that, which I actually really liked. Um, what yeah. are your thoughts about their ages? Okay, so <laughs> I was actually going to tell you this. So, like, just hearing their ages was weird for me. When I think of, it, like, I remember this meme that someone posted that was like, I feel like I'm 20 until I talk to a 20-year-old, and then I feel, <laughs> and then I don't feel like I'm 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I have little cousins and nieces and nephews who are 18 and 19 years old, mm-hmm. and it's real, like... It's jarring. I, I <laughs> It's jarring to put my characters in that same headspace Mm -hmm. i think the fact that they were 18 and 19 years old let me forgive a lot of the stupidity i I felt like was happened in the book i was like okay they're young at least like they're young they're making dumb mistakes right i definitely don't feel like like in the end this is a romance novel because this relationship's not going to last i know they wrote a four year later epilogue but this is like the couple that stays together for like six years unmarried they get engaged and then they and then they break up on the seventh year that's that's what this is It's a good thing we don't get to the seventh year because we'll see all of the cracks. <laughs> so I also thought it was pretty jarring how young they were. And I I literally felt numerous times throughout the story that this would have made more sense if she was like somewhere between like 22 and 25 and he was somewhere between like, let's yeah. say 23 and 27 or something. Because like her parents are very worried about her lack of like socialization and the fact that she doesn't seem to care about anything about archery. But if you had an 18 year old kid, you'd be like, ah, fuck it. She's young. But if you had like a 25 year old or 24 year old, 23 year old, even a 22 year old, you'd be like, shit, this bitch went all the way through her like late teens, mid teens, early twenties. She should be out like going out with friends, maybe not going out and fucking if she doesn't want to, but like she should be having fun and seeing her friends. And if like at that point, 
at that point, you'd be like, okay, we need to start doing some drastic shit and like see if we could change this trajectory. And same with him. Like, if you have an 18-year-old fucking around and being an asshole, it's like, he's 18. I mean, yeah, obviously, you don't want, like, the public shame of his sex tape, sure. But, like, I don't feel like you would think he was, like, such a colossal waste of space versus if he was, like, 26 or 24 and still doing this, you'd be like, I will cut you out of the will. But, like, cutting an 18-year-old out of a will felt very weird to me. It didn't feel right or correct it also like i mean this might be unique to me but i actually i feel like a lot of my friends parents were this way too at 18 and 19 my dad uh, was encouraging me to live my life boy free and he told me take as much time in college as you want you don't need to graduate in four years go to town have fun take every class you want to take like just be free you know and so to me like the fact that their parents are setting them up to be a couple and then to get da 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 at 18 and 19 years old, I'm like, why? Yeah. They're babies. Like, they're babies. Their frontal, the frontal lobe isn't even developed yet. They can't even make good decisions yet. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, honestly, that was my main problem. I mean, I went, as we were looking for our favorite review this week, I read through, I mean, there, it is very polarizing if you read the reviews. Yeah. It is five stars or one star. Like, five stars, <laughs> this book is the best book I've ever read in the entire world, and I will, like, come all over this book's face. Or it's, did not finish, hate this book, Hunter's the biggest piece of shit in the entire planet, I hate this book so much. Yeah. That's it. There's, like, it was very hard for me to find someone who had, like, a sort of medium review, like I actually felt, where I was like, I don't hate this book. I like this book. Yeah. I don't, I don't love, this- I don't love this book. But I don't hate yeah. this book. I read it and I enjoyed some of the parts. I enjoyed some of the dialogue. I enjoyed, did I feel like it was angsty and melodramatic? I did. Was I, was I, against, <laughs> was I against it? No, because that's what I was signing up for. So I was fine with it. That's, that is, when I say a summer quickie, I mean, this is really what I mean. The story is just a vehicle for the smut for me, right? Give yeah. me enough of a story yeah. for me to enjoy the sex scenes and feel the connection between the characters. Mm-hmm. Two, the dirty talk in this book was just spot on for me. I mean, she, like, talk about slow, like, the slow burn, but giving you something. I mean, it took them a minute to get it, to the sex it did, yeah. or whatever. It, it wasn't until at least after chapter 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but the flirting and the, like, coming up to the line and the... Yep. And building that tension was there for me. So yep. when it finally happened, well, and two, it was just a great scene. Yeah. But like, I was like, yes. Yeah. Everything about this. I mean, she writes good sex. Yeah, she does. She describes the sex, which is my biggest gripe in romance. And I, um, I told you this, but I'll tell the listeners. Like, a friend of mine that I used to read romance with, I used to doggy hear the sex pages for her when we were kids. She hit me up and she's like, hey, I'm writing smut. I need you to review it. And I was like, do you know I have a romance podcast? She has. A, she was like, I had no idea, but that's even better. I need you to review this smut for me. So she specifically writes BTS, like fan fiction smut. She wrote one for fun. And I guess all the, she has like a thousand followers on Twitter. They all hit her up back and were like, we love this, put more sex in it. So then she just wrote a purely sex book with very little story. Um, and I and when she did that, I, I was like, as we do this podcast, I'm trying to think about what do I want from my books? What, what are my expectations? What season are we in, right? And so for summer, if you're talking about summer quickie to me, I want something, a quick little fix that has sex in it because I love my books for the sexy bits. So I wasn't expecting much from the story. Like this to me, perfect summer quickie. I don't expect summer quickies to be on my shelf 
for uh, forever. Like I don't buy hard covers of summer quickies. It's a quick yeah. little get off. Freaking lifetime. <laughs> Lifetimes are terrible. Yeah. Not lifetime, <laughs> but you know oh, what I, I mean. What you mean. But yeah, I, 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 in this book as well as the, um, one of the other ones we had read, there were plot holes that drive me fucking nuts. Yeah, they just do. There were like, a ton I, of plot I, holes. I I'm hyper literal, Bridget. You know me, and I was just like, "Yeah, that doesn't make sense." Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah. Make, why, why would let that me, happen? Let me let me guess which one didn't make sense to you. The fact that he had a really high IQ, <laughs> and I say <laughs> one, and I say that because he says like a bunch of times throughout the book that he's a dummy. Like, you know, pretend that I'm like the dumb, hot, whatever that you can. You have to like explain it to and. And he talks about how he, like, could never pass classes at Harvard because, like, he doesn't even know how he got in. And I feel like people who are really smart, even if they have no drive or motivation, they know they're fucking smart. Even if they do terribly in school, they know they're fucking smart as hell. They just don't give a fuck. Like I was literally that kid, Bridget. I tested out of everything. Like, I was four grades ahead in every subject and I was so bored I did nothing. I didn't take yeah. not one goddamn note. And I took tests based off my memory. Me and too. I passed on my shit. And teachers were pissed at me, but like I was yeah. just lazy. I don't feel like I was bored as hell. Like yeah. what are you gonna do? <laughs> I had I literally my goal was always to get like an eighty nine point seven. Maybe a ninety one. <laughs> Whatever I had to do to get like the lowest A possible. So like the like that was always my I had a teacher once, and I literally got an 89.9, and she refused to round up to an A. And the reason she refused was because she's like, I know that you can do all of this. Like, the only reason you don't have 100% is because you're not trying. So she's like, next, it was for, like, the quarter grade. She's like, next quarter, just try, and you're going to get an easy A. And I was so fierce. She's like, I know you calculated exactly how many points you needed to get this (laughs) 89.9. And it was a math class too, and I was like, "This yeah. bitch found me out," and uh, <laughs> like no one else ever like called me out for it. And so I got like 108 in her class like the next quarter, just to just to yeah. confirm just to her diagnosis. No, just to like confirm, <laughs> like you were right, you caught me, you got me, you know, you yeah. knew. Okay, I see what you did yeah. there. I thought she deserved she deserved my participation. <laughs> okay, well let's get back to these two with her um, giving up archery when the book ended. I was, when it was like epilogue, I was like floored. I was like, did she really give up archery? Yeah, she got all this evidence on so them. So weird. Or whatever. It was set up like she, she was recording yep. Lana when they talked yep. and everything. It was set up like she was going to keep doing archery. And then when she didn't, it almost felt like she was giving up archery for the dude. Like it had that, that feeling. And I was like, that's why she lost, like, she oh, lost no. the whole star for me. Like if she had just like framed them and like whooped their asses, I would have given her four stars. Yeah. And like gone on, gone on to the Olympics while he like clapped and like cheered her on and helped her find a new trainer and like yes. did the whole thing. I would have been down for that. They could he could have matured in that because for me in this book he was a little whiny little bitch, but like he could have matured in the process of helping her with her career and showing that he was supportive to her power. Yeah. Like I thought that was a great like a missed opportunity. I did too. I did too. It felt very out of character for her character. Like I was okay with her food critic. Like it would it would have been fine if in the epilogue, like you don't get to see the whole journey and it's just like, oh, she won a gold medal or got to go to the Olympics or whatever, got a bronze, who cares what she gets? 
and then now is studying to be a food critic because she, like, they do talk numerous times about how, like, she always finds the best restaurants and knows where, you know, like, so, like, I would have been fine yeah. with that if that was, like, in the epilogue that, like, because you can't be an Olympian forever, no matter what sport you're in. Although archery, I feel like you could probably do for a lot longer than, I don't know, like, running, for instance. Um, but although I just made, I just made that up. If any of you are archers, maybe that's not true, but, uh, I have no idea, but archery is something where is at least like a sport you feel like you can do. It feels like, like I don't can, feel like I could ever be a runner, but I feel like if I trained hard enough, I could probably be an archer, which is, you know pro- what I mean? which like, is probably not true because it probably takes so much muscle and coordination and like calmness and whatever. But I literally sat in my room and like drew a fake bow, like as I, I was listening to the story and I was and, and calculating, oh man, you got to control your fingertips, your arm, this arm, your back arm, oh, your yeah. glasses. Mm-hmm. Like you, I can't see shit. God forbid <laughs> you start sweating. Like <laughs> anyway, go ahead. You're so funny. I did also think maybe I should do archery. That'd be fun. Um, I... Yeah. Anyways, I just didn't. I just didn't like that plot point. Let's let's go back to the beginning though, because I feel like we've jumped around like a lot. Uh, okay. It opens with him waking up from having had fucked five different girls at the same time. Thankfully, all over eighteen. Who three of them end up suing him for rape, even though there's video evidence that he did not rape them, and they were happily consenting. And then they pay hush money to make it all go away. Um, but it wasn't so I am not opposed to a hero having fucked five people all for it. Um, I'm actually not opposed to him watching his own video and being like, dang, look at me go <laughs> all for it. I don't love the way, especially in the first half of the book, he thinks and talks about sex and women because I was I was fine with him pushing her with his very, very graphic, like, you know, like... Dirty toe. Oh, you know what you can sit on? And she's like, your face? And he's like, you can sit on my face. Like, all that stuff, I was <laughs> I was totally fine with. You know, like, a little dirty talk. Yeah. And I was fine with him, like, trying to seduce her and, like, kind of shock her with his, his aggressively, like, provocative word choices and stuff. Um... But I did not like that he was constantly, like, talking about girls like they were just wormholes for him to fuck. That was not. Yeah. Which I I think is the reason why so many people did not finish this book. Because the first, like, quarter or or maybe even third are very aggressive in that direction. And, like, he really doesn't start viewing, in his mind even, Sailor as a real mate until more than halfway through the book. I was it was almost the end of the book when he actually starts really talking about her like a human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Um, yeah. I completely agree. I'm a little bit more picky about my the rake which he is um just having loads of sex in the same story as like if it had happened before like kind of like, a little bit ago it's for me it's easier to ingest in a story but it was like very fresh and new if his dad had already brought him back to the states and was like no you're gonna live with her because of that sex tape and you fucked it all up and like as long as you kept your discretion i was gonna let you keep your freedom but blah 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 then you're like okay exactly. well, we know he did bad things but we weren't like literally but we weren't there for watch- it. <laughs> we weren't there for him like 
fingering that girl while his friends were trying to talk to him. Like, that was a little awkward. Um, so I can totally see why, especially if you don't read very smutty books, that would be a huge turnoff. Well, it was so funny to me because there was a woman who I am assuming uh, is Muslim in in Goodreads, right? Because she has on hijab, mm-hmm. you know, um, and she has it styled like you would a hijab. Mm-hmm. And uh, she hated this book. And I was like, if you are wearing hijab, you are probably conservative as a person, not as a political party, but like in general, conservative. Um, this yeah. is not the book for you. No, no, <laughs> for sure not. <laughs> For sure not. Um, I make I'm making an assumption here, but yeah. but that you know, and I felt like, uh, and it was so funny because uh, she actually quoted a lot of the sex lines, mm-hmm. and she was like, "What? Who says this? What?" And I'll have some of the sex signs. I was like, "Please, somebody say that to me." Yeah. Yes, I will. Yes, can Dude, you say that to he me? I mean, ate her out like a motherfucker, and I was not mad. Yes, at it. that man was pushing oh. the boundaries, and mm-hmm. I even like. I, I really, I mean, that was definitely for sure carrying this book for me as well. I liked the, you know, like when she goes out and like buys a new outfit and like gets her hair done for like the first time ever, basically, she says. And she's, he sees her and he's like, I want to cash in on our deal right now. <laughs> and she's like, well, I'm with my friends. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> um <laughs> Like, I liked that stuff. I wish that he stopped treating her badly faster. Because, like, the scene at the movie theater, like, I felt like would have been better in the first half of the book. But not the second half. Because at that point, it felt like they had already been in a relationship. They'd been sleeping together for Mm -hmm. weeks. Like, they'd been, like, doing their sort of, like, their version of Netflix and chill, which is, like, spy on my dad's business partner and order takeout. And and then he's still treating her. And, like, and they're in public, and he comes on her face and dress. And I'm like, yeah, how's she supposed to get home with come on her, you douchebag? There's no bathroom. What is going on? Yeah. And his friends were watching, too. And I was like, that is fucked up. Uh, I completely, completely, 100% agree. Because what that scene did to me in the placement of the story that it was, I thought we were past that point. I did too. I thought we like, were. They, they were building, mat- we were building maturity to hi- in mm-hmm. him. And then he threw, he threw a bitch fit. Mm-hmm. Like that's what he did. And, and then I, and so any bit of good grace I had given him to that point, he lost. I agree. Yeah. It was like he was punishing her with sex, which I was like, that's not fair at all no and also like the people who came are his best friends that would never rat him out so like it felt like he should have been like like when they started like fooling around in the seats and she left i thought he was gonna like go follow her and talk to her and like just hang out you know yeah and that's what you do when you're not a fuck boy yeah yeah that scene for me was probably my least favorite scene in the whole book yeah i i liked I like the visceralness of of the scene itself, but not the setup around it. Yeah. It was actually really, like, it was really painful. Like, for me, like, mm-hmm. in my heart, I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Because she's there. She got cum on her face, mm-hmm. cum on her mouth, cum on her clothes. His, friends, his friends are there. walk in, which is super embarrassing. They, like, watched whatever. the end of it. Because, like, his friend, like, yeah. collapsed. And I was like, 
fucking rude, dude. And then and then he just left her there. He yeah. just walked away, he just and, left walked away and left her there because he threw a fit. I know. I was like, nah, man. No. I nah, would not man. have forgiven that. For sure. Um, yeah. Because this book, the way he was so dominant, it, you know, it gave me like kinky Dom vibes mm-hmm. or whatever, even though he, he wasn't her, her Dom per se. But like the idea of aftercare and being responsible for your partner emotionally yeah. after doing something, especially something that can be considered degrading or that could trigger some emotional thing. Mm-hmm. The fact that he just left her there, it's considered like one of the cruelest things you can do to a person. Yeah. So like that's just how it felt. So if you're going to have this like dominant character, you got to. There's, I feel like there's got to be a little bit mm-hmm. of something more emotionally with them. Yeah. And I wish that she, like, pushed back more in that moment. Because she did push back a bunch of times. Like, when she, like, shot yeah. the arrows at him. And, like, like she definitely pushed back. And he definitely had those, like, oh, your rebellion is making me want to, like, fuck the rebellion out of you. Which I am all for in, in books. Yes. That was a good line. Yeah. That was a good line. I was like, yes, please. Um, but I, I wish in that that scene, because it was so late in the book, she had been like, you don't get to treat me like this. Like, I'm going yeah. home. And you can explain to your friends why I'm going home. And like, you don't get to touch me like this in this because yeah. like you've been ignoring me because like he didn't even invite her to come to the thing and she was like in her pajamas and they're like what are you doing and she's like well you guys are leaving so peace out like you're coming and like i like i wish instead of being a dick sexually he had just said like i don't know how to be around you around them because we're not supposed to be having sex and like i normally don't feel this way about girls and i don't care but i care about you like that would have been a much better place for that scene but but i think i think also it's like Every so often I have to remind myself, I'm like, they're 18 and 19. Totally. I mean, that's the only reason I'll, like, kind of forgive some of this behavior because it's childlike. But then it also pisses me off because I don't want to read a book about children. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, totally. That's why I feel like it, I, I do wish that the ages had been, again, like, slightly older. I think that would have even just, like, I think it was just made, like, the espionage makes sense more. It would have just made everything make sense more for me. Um, yeah. One thing I did like about her character was I thought her family was very well drawn. Like, I totally understood who they were. Like, the dad and the brother mobsters. Like, the mom's, like, sweetest pie. Like, owns her own restaurants. Like, a badass in her own right. But, like, kind of the the warm salve on the, like, sort of rough-cut husband and son. And I just love when they're, like, threatening him at the beginning. And he's like, oh, you're worried I'm going to have, like, sex with her? And they're like, ha, no, we're not worried about that. She's too good for you. She's not going to do that. <laughs> and, like, they're like, but we will kill you. And he's like, ha, ha. Yeah. And they're just like, I'm not laughing. We will ki- We will just kill you. <laughs> that's, that's just what's going to happen because we kill people. And I thought all the times where she was, like, you know, talking about her dad's you know, legitimate business unless otherwise proven. Like, I just liked that. All of that stuff I thought was cool. I thought this book from the cover and, like, sort of the description might have been a little bit more in that world of, like, a little bit darker, a little bit seedier um, things. But I thought they were fun. I like. I liked, I liked, I didn't like his family as much. Yeah. I don't think you're supposed to like his family. Um 
because they didn't but again, treat him well. But I thought they were interesting. I thought his brother was interesting. Like, I'd be happy to read a book about his brother fucking some fools. Like, I, I'd be down for that. You know what's funny is, like, when I look at, like, Goodreads or even Audible, like, reviews of this book, mm-hmm. I feel a little bit better because so many people had the same reaction that <laughs> that I did, which is, like, I'm a little conflicted. Yes. Like, I'm on the fence. Yeah. I'm on the fence. Yeah. That's why I you gave know, it a three because a three for me is, like, Five is I love this book. I'll ride or die. Four is I really love this book. Three is like, I like this book. Two, I dislike this book. And yeah. one, I hate this book. I'll never read it again. Burn it in the trash. And this book <laughs> well, for me, a- like, I like this book. I didn't hate it. Didn't love it. I like this book, though. I was happy. I was yeah. I was happy to read it. I'll read another one of her books or probably two before we interview. And um, it, it's it. this book has made me kind of set down where my star reviews land like okay three to me is like it's like it's solid it delivered what i needed it to deliver it didn't wow me or whatever yep. but it also didn't like make me regret that i gave it the time right yep you know what i mean yep. like once if, if it's a two i regret that i've given it the time yes like and, I- <laughs> yeah and one i probably did not finish or only finished one, because would, of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. One, I would light it on fire and watch it burn. Yes. You know, like, um, but, but, yeah. Which, you know, what's really funny. Some This is totally off topic. Mm-hmm. But the other day, you know, I was talking to my sister and I was like, you know, like, we were talking about Kindle. And I was like, well, you know, what the name makes sense, you know, Kindle, because it's getting rid of books, you know. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, it's called Kindle. And she's like, well, what does that have to do with it getting rid of books? And I was like, well, like kindling, like you burn them, like you burn it up, you burn, like you burn fire, like book burning, that sort of thing. So you have something that gets rid of people having physical copies and they call it a Kindle. Is that why they call it Kindle? I don't know why they call it Kindle, but it makes perfect sense to, to me. Right. Like, I was about to be like, Shani, did you just blow my mind? Dear listeners, <laughs> well, my sis- please let us know. Is that the reason that this is called Kindle? Please let us know. Hit us up on Instagram like- at Romance at a Glance. And let us know, people. I think Shani just come, blew come my mind with a possibly fake fact. <laughs> because this is how things become real news. When Shani delivers it with this real tone, I'm like eating it up. I mean, I mean, I have a conspiracy theory type brain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and so I'm like, if you create a create a a product that all your books can fit into and you no longer need to buy physical copies then eventually they will stop making copies so essentially this kindle is the kindling for there being no more books i get it and so i mean my sister logic is not your logic is sound your logic is so sound i wish i had thought of it and also i don't know if that's why they named it that that seems like an inflammatory name no pun intended, if that's why they did it. I, mean, but. <laughs> <laughs> I like the pun, though. I like the pun. Um, <laughs> anyway, back on topic. Back, I was, back I just to the it. book. How did you feel about the fact that they used the Prey Hunter reference so many times? Because it was a little bit much for me. Like, I get the... I, I, I was fine with it at the beginning when he's like you feel like you're the hunter, but really I'm the hunter and you're my prey. I was like, oh, okay. Like I get where he's going with this. Like she uses an arrow and she's like got the aim and the badassness. But like, he's basically telling her like, you might be a badass, but I'm going to 
get you and dominate you. And I'm, I was fine with that. Um, it's kind of like a comedian explaining their joke. It did feel, yeah, I guess it could have been like a little, it's supposed to be more of like an inside joke thing. I don't know. It just felt, it, it felt like it was said too many times for me. Like when I, to me, I, I say like, it, it feels like a comedian explaining their joke. And, and the, oh. by that, I mean, it feels like, it feels like the author explaining the dynamic she's creating don't explain it to us if you do a good job writing your story we will feel the mm. we will feel the hunter prey and let me tell you i felt the hunter prey in this book you did she never needed to say it yeah he was one time he was crowding her he all clearly, the time yeah. yeah he was clearly the hunter she was clearly prey like the primal element of this book was fire as hell yeah like you know i just think that that uh she needed to have more confidence in her writing. We, you don't need to tell us what the joke is for us to, to, you know, we're intelligent people reading your story. When you have intelligent readers, it's like, it almost feels condescending or you don't trust mm-hmm. us to get the point, the point that you're putting down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so that, that's always a thing where I'm trying to find yeah. authors. Like it almost feels like you could delete like the last two sentences of every chapter where you like sum up the thoughts of that chapter, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just assume that I will get it. And if I don't get it, I'll go back and reread it and, until I yeah, do. That's true. That's true. I did like this, that Sailor like came out of her shell a bit. I liked the four friends, the Boston Bells. Like I thought their dynamic was really nice. Uh, they, I liked that they each felt very separate in personality so that when they eventually all get their happily ever afters, I, I hope that they'll each have, like, a different sort of sexual dynamic, a different guy that they go after. Like, I do definitely feel like they were setting up Killian to be with one of the sisters, both of the sisters. Um, not sh- I mean, I'm confused and intrigued. Um, and then also setting up Sam, um, who is the stepbrother of or adopted brother of Sailor with Aisling. Aisling? Aisling, something like that. Uh, the little sister of Hunter. Um, so what I cannot confirm this because I did not research this earlier. But what I think it is, is that he is a character from one of the other series. Oh. So he already has a book or, or, or is going to get a book in that series. Because I know for sure his two friends are in the other series. Um, so yeah, so he's, yeah. So I just looked it up right now. I don't know why I said that. I have the internet. I have the internet. Rear listeners, I have the internet. (laughs) If you didn't know that, I do. I have it at the tip of my fingers. So that is going to be in one of the All Saints High books. So it's not going to be in the Boston Bells, because those are going to be about the four girls finding their happily ever afters. But it is... So they're like overlapping timelines with the other series, I guess, is the point. So my hope for the future books, because they did the epilogue and none of the other three girls were married or attached yet, my hope is that the next three books will be, everyone will be, like, let's say somewhere between 22 and 25. Yes. Especially since Killian is older. So it'd be a little bit weird if he's going to fuck one of these girls who's like 19 and he's supposed to be whatever, 30 or 28 or whatever he's supposed to be, 27. Which, honest honest to God, if there is a 10-year age difference when a girl is is young, I just think it's a 
pedophile. Like, yeah, I think, yeah, if she's like, if she's like 20, as long as she's like over, like in books, I'll forgive it over like 22. Yeah. Like she has to be At able to drink. Gotta be she has to be able to drink. <laughs> okay. Minimally yeah. in America must be able to drink. And in real life, I agree. in real life, I like if my sister were dating somebody who were 30, I'd want her to be at least 24. Right. Like in yes. real life. Now, in a book, I'll give it 22. I feel like you're out of college. But a 19 year old dating a 30 year old, no. I just think is a super weird, super who, who weird wants to be your daddy. Super it's, weird. Can't do it. Have you can't ever heard it. of the half plus seven rule? <laughs> I have. I have. So you have to be half your age plus seven. So, for instance, if he was 30, he would have to be half the age would be 15 plus seven is 22. So she has to be minimally 22. And if he's 40, she has to be minimally 27. And if he's 50, she has to be minimally 32. It's half plus seven. I like that. I, I, I actually like and then that. And it also, like, yeah, like works the same some, way if they're younger too. Yeah. In general, like when, when, especially women, after the age of about 27, I'm like, all right, do what the fuck you want. And yeah. in general, you can do what the fuck you want anyway. I just think, like, sometimes before that, like, there's other I dynamics think, I at think, play. Yeah, that, under 25, that, yeah, there's some weird shit that... You just don't... You don't know enough yet. Those are those those yeah. weird toxic relationships that you get into that you don't know are toxic because you have no experience yep. on what you're looking at. A friend of mine know? met someone who was 10 years older than her when we were just out of college. And... He had already been divorced and we, and by we, I mean some of my friends and I were so like weirded out by that. We were like, they've been, he's been divorced. That means he found someone he thought he wanted to spend the rest of his life with, married that person and then decided not to stay married to that person for whatever reason. And of course he told, you know, my friend that it was the other person's fault and blah, blah. Who knows? We don't know them. So we don't know what the story, yeah. I mean, it could be true. We don't know. And I just remember being like, we are too young to be dating people who've been divorced. I just remember clearly thinking <laughs> like, no, like that's not the right age group. Like we're so yeah. young. I mean, I've never been able to really form any sort of relationship with him. As a friend, I mean, I don't yeah. see them very often because we don't live in the same state anymore. But yeah, it always felt very much like he was like looking down on us for being young. And I'm like, well, yeah, bro, we are young. Like we're 20. We're young. Like if we like went out and got wasted or something, he was just like kind of like, like almost that like condescending, like rolling eyes, like, oh, oh my God, like look at these girls. Yeah. Getting, I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm 23 years old. Like that's I'm, the. That's like the the daddy um, protect like protecting you, controlling that kicks in. Controlling when very that happens. controlling yeah. would be the word I because would describe. very controlling and and it's but it's under the the guise of protection. It's like well, I did this already and it turned out bad for me, so you shouldn't do it or have any of these yeah. experiences on your own. Yeah, and then they make you feel bad for wanting to have these experiences, and it becomes it ends up becoming a toxic relationship because you're what you're wanting to do and what they want to do is not aligning. Yeah. And you're trying to make a situation work, you know, and it's just one of those things that nobody ever tells you what that dynamic is. You have to like live it. So I'm telling you all out there. I never, I've never had that dynamic because as much as I, as much as I like reading these books where there's like this very dominant, like, like I don't mind that in like a boy toy fashion in my past. Yeah. 
I've had a couple of people who like our relationship. I had a guy one time. <laughs> oh, dear listeners, you're in for a treat. I had a guy one time who we met at a friend, you know, he's a friend of a friend and we met and he sat down next to me. And it was just like one of those things where like an hour into meeting, you're already just like, he's whispering in your ear. And like, we're at a table with other people. We're not like at a, like a big party. We're like at a table with other people. And like, by the end of the night, I was like, oh, we gonna fuck for sure. <laughs> um, and then we were like both cool that like didn't talk, like no intention to like get together. Like it was all good. It was, you know, purely a fun time. And then months later, we were at that same mutual friend's birthday party at their house and I was, like, having a blast. One of my friends was visiting from in town. She's on a business trip and spending the weekend with me. And we were just, like, it was, like, midnight. And we were just having, a like, a ball. There were, like, three different guys there who I had either made out with or slept with. And just, like, because at that time in my life, I was having the best time. And <laughs> Bridget, you that messy friend, man. <laughs> no, I'm not. I've never had sex with the same people in the same friend group. They, But they weren't in the same friend group. They were like in the same huge friend group, but adjacent small friend groups. You know what I mean? I see. I but see, also, I, I wasn't in any of the groups, so I didn't give a fuck. I just like the one person okay, who was my friend. That's the key. Yeah, that's I was just, okay. I wasn't in their friend groups. I was only friends with my one friend. So I got okay. like brought in to have sex with whoever I wanted to basically. So anyways, so <laughs> I was like, like not really flirting with anyone because I was with my friend and there were like multiple people there who I'd slept with and would sleep with again. So I was like, I'm not going to lay any games tonight. I'm just going like, to chill. So anyways, I went to the bathroom and I kid you not, Shani, I am peeing and he walks <laughs> in. <laughs> I guess I didn't lock the bathroom or something. And he like walks. no. He came in right after me, pushes the door open. And I was like, hey. And he's like, yo. And I was like, I really have to pee. And he was like, okay. And I was like, okay. So I just went pee and he just like stared at me while I peed. Got up and I washed my hands and he was like standing behind me looking at me in the mirror. Just like Ooh, waiting for me to wash my Ooh, hands, Johnny. And I was like, uh, it, but... And as it's soon as as soon as I turned down. off the sink, he like twirled me around, like put me on top of the like edge of the counter and just started like making out with me. And we made out for probably like five minutes. Someone knocked on the door and I was like, gotta go. And I just like walked back out to my friend. <laughs> oh my God. So hot though. And the that whole night so he was just staring hot. at me like he was just gonna like lick the the bejesus out of me. And I was like, sorry, bro. My friend is here. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a good girl code right there. Yeah, like, I was like, sorry, sorry dude. She's in town visiting me. Like, she's going to be in my life forever. Like, we're going to have sex for one <laughs> night, please. I can have sex whenever <laughs> I want to. But it was very, it was like, I feel like another person would have been very uncomfortable. Like, I really had to pee and you're in this bathroom with me. And I was like, if this is how you get down, like, we about to see what happens. <laughs> oh, Shani, dear listeners, that you're shit welcome. Is hot. It was very hot. That is hot. So, anyway, so oh. my point is that I am here for it. I'm down for it. But in real life, like, I don't know that that's the person I would want to marry or like be with for my happily ever after, because I, yeah, I don't know that I'm a very like strong-willed person, and I don't feel like that. Like, I would have to have someone who really liked the rebellious person that they had to like force to submit because it would they would have to force <laughs> me to submit every time 
There would be the you'd be the the brattiest brat. Well, I'd be I'd be what is it? What did you tell me it was? Bottoming from the topping top, from the topping from the yeah. bottom. That's what I'd be. I'd be trying to top from the bottom every single day of my goddamn life. So I don't know that long term that would be it, but I appreciate I appreciate the sex appeal. I appreciate that that man just goes ham on her and just. Like when they have fucked for the first time and he's like, you're still walking. Yeah. We're not done. And I was like, ooh, it's about to go down again. It's about to go down again. I did. I also really liked that. I mean, he was super pushy. However, when she came to him was like, no, like I'm going to get attached. I don't want to get attached mm-hmm. or whatever that he actually he did, did back, back off. off. That's true. That was a definitely yeah. a point in his favor. Okay. Bridget. Tell me. What did you think about the grand gesture at the end of the book when he is apologizing? Um, his grand gesture being that he taped the people for her and so she now knows that they're working together? No, when he goes on television oh duh i totally forgot about that for a second (laughs) oh my gosh hilarious i um you know i watched so many romantic comedies so it was fine it was fine for me it's happened so many i mean like going on public television or something it's like a very classic romantic gesture to like prove to your love that you're not ashamed of them and that you'll say it in front of the whole world literally um i think in this case and she's so media shy it was perhaps a weird spot to do it. Cause really she just wants him to acknowledge her to like his friends and family, but I was fine with it. I didn't mind yeah. it. I actually, the reason I ask is because we read another book where the girl explicitly says she doesn't want a grand gesture. And then he gives her a grand gesture and the whole book. Was this the right, like was this the right swipe in Alicia Rye? Or what book are you talking about? Um, I don't remember. I don't remember. It might be the right swipe. But it was the one where she was very shy. She didn't want grand gestures. She didn't want things done in front of a bunch of people or whatever. Um, And so when I just remember when we were talking about that book that we were like, he's not listening to her. Like at the end of the book, I was Mm -hmm. like, he's still not listening to her. I know they have this love story, but this is going to break up very easily because there's no real communication happening here. But I actually thought that this grand gesture... Um, worked for this story because she got humiliated in front of the media on a grand scale. Right. So for him to rectify it right. on a grand scale, yeah. like, makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I was fine with it. And I was, I actually thought that the epilogue was very sweet. Normally, I am not a fan of jump forward epilogues, as you know. I think they're kind of a, can be a big cop out of like, well, I'm going to tie everything in a bow because I couldn't fit it into this book. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I feel yeah. like sometimes I can really fuck with my happy ending of the book. But in this case, I thought that I thought their happily ever after was actually very sweet because we read Pucked and I did not like that they got engaged and they were like so young. So I was happy in this book yeah. that they didn't like, oh, we're 18, 19. Our parents set us up in this fake relationship, which became a real relationship. And we were enemies, but now we're lovers and everything's great. We're 18 years old and we're getting married. Like, I'm glad that they at least aged up a little bit before the proposal. I thought the proposal yeah. was a little bit weak. Um, it, was, it was mad weak. Like, mad he weak. tossed the ring at her. 
I mean, I was fine with him, like, fucking her into marrying him, like, with the proposal. But, like, I didn't love that her first thought was he was breaking up with her. I'm like, after four years, I feel like your first thought should be, like, what are you talking about? You crazy man. You better make me come right now. And, yeah. So I, I didn't love the proposal, but I liked that he was, like, excited about it. And he, like, had told everyone and asked for permission and was like, I'm going to lock that shit down forever. Like, she's the best thing ever. Like, that, that's, yeah. you know, that's obviously always the goal is that someone's crazy about you. Yeah. I, I was happy that they didn't have a baby when they jumped forward four years. I, I thought for sure they were going to be like, they're married and they have a baby because everybody oh, yeah. needs that happily ever after scenario. I know. And it's I funny like, that oh, the baby, the baby is, like, still such a big part of happily ever afters. Yeah. And let me tell you right now, I feel like babies are not part of happily ever after whatsoever. Shit get real when you have the baby. Yeah. It's like <laughs> they're, they're part of happily ever. Shit gets real. Shit gets like, so real. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Back to this rubric. Bridget, what did you feel about the Gaelic? The, how did um, you feel about that? I was fine with it. I, I mean, I wish that they had said that the dad was from Ireland. Yeah. Um, so that it, so that it was more impactful. Like he is from Ireland. He, he spoke Gaelic with his family. So it was a mandatory thing, you know, I was fine with it. Um, I mean, they didn't use it that much. That didn't really bug me. Why? What did you think? He well, he he always refer he always referred always to his referred dad to as her. Althair or whatever. Yeah, but he also talked to her whenever he was talking to her. He would call her. I forget what it yeah, was. Yeah, he either called her Gaelic. Carrot Top or he called her the other thing in Gaelic. Yeah. Yeah, and so the the reason I ask you is because you're reading it, so you can like when I'm reading it and it says Gaelic because Scottish historical Scottish books are my number one favorite books. That's the what I read the most of. So I did Highlanders. A accent Highlanders. My, I, Highlanders get me every Highlanders time. Highlanders for the life. And everything. Yeah. We can both wear skirts. We flip them up and we mm-hmm. can get to town. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But that, mm-hmm. those are the books that I've probably read the most of okay. in my entire life. So like when they're um, speaking in an accent or it's Gaelic, I have an idea of what the accent sounds like in my mind already. Okay. Just because, you know, ob- obsession. But in this, in the audio of this, they put no inflection on on the Gaelic, which uh. to me is terrible because it's, have you ever heard like Irish names read with no inflection? Yeah, it's, like, weird. it's 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 weird. But also hell. like, also um, like I imagine, so like when his dad calls him that, you know, it's kind of, it's an endearment, you know? And when he calls her that, yeah. it should be like, like a sweet nothing, you know? Like it should be sexy yeah. and like purr, almost purred at her, you know? Yeah. Where you're like, oh, that should like, be a panty dropper. I wasn't sure also, that's what I thought. Like, for me, if a guy is speaking to me in Gaelic, that's going to be a panty dropper. Yeah. I'm like, where do you want me to drop my panties? Mm-hmm. Like, in your lap? Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. done. Ready. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, and I was a little unclear. Like, where is he from, the um, Hunter? Where I know he grew up. He was in boarding school. So he's born in Boston till he was six. Then he got sent to boarding school in England. And he got kicked out and sent to his aunt and uncle in California. And now he's okay. back in Boston. And then he was in Europe okay. with his friends when this all, the sex tape happened. But. Happened. Got it. Got it. Okay. Because, like, in the narration, which uh, the narrators were Virginia Rose and Jason Clark. Okay. Uh, Virginia Rose did a really great job. 
Like she she killed it, and she did a Boston accent. Nice um, for Sailor. That was a good Boston accent. Um, and they did like a, a straight accent for um, Hunter. Okay. And then um, Jason Clark, I thought he had a nice voice. However, whenever he would do Hunter's dad. He would do this weird, like, gruff voice. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh. That was the only time. Every time his dad would talk, it would weird me out a little bit because uh-huh. it didn't feel like a natural um, voice. But in general, I think his probably his main speaking voice is just really, it's got a great timbre to makes you want to drop your panties. Nice. When you read the sex scenes, when he when he tells you the sex scenes, you listen. When he was, I mean, when he was telling you to suck it, you were like, where? Okay. Oh, yes. Let me. Mm-hmm. How hard? Oh. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm not going to go on my knees for you. And so then he just like stood in front of her face. I was like, oof. <laughs> you, yes, ma'am, you will be sucking that dick today. Yes, you will. Did you like that scene <laughs> towards the end when he's like, I'll go to this dinner, but afterwards... It's gonna be anal and like he's like laying out there at night. And she's <laughs> yeah. she's like, okay, honey. I thought that dude was yes. great. <laughs> also, okay, okay. Just speaking of anal, right? Yeah. Normally, I feel like anal is a conversation. Hundred percent. Right? So people can have one night stands all the time, but I feel like anal generally there's like an understanding that that's not on the table, like Unless, right off the bat. I'm not saying everybody's like that, but in general. <laughs> no, I think that's a hundred percent true. I think that's a baseline. I think, I think yeah. if you're having a one night stand, I think obviously it's a one night stand. So sex is on the table. I think blowjobs, eating out, hand jobs, you know, kissing. Obviously, I think all those are on the table. I think anything past or in a crazy way, like if you want to get your feet involved, if you want to get like certainly <laughs> other bodily fluids involved, if you want to have anal involved. Like I could, I could maybe see like a finger in the ass not being a conversation, perhaps. Um, yeah. But I think like if a penis is going in there, that's a conversation. Or a toy oh, or something. For sh- yeah, for sure. But like for me, I'm like even if a finger is going in there, like I. No, I want to. I want to. I want a little ask. I want a little like. I wanna, yeah. Or like a little like a little cash pressure. Like you okay with this? That's it. That's all I yes, need. Like, yeah. Th- that's what I was gonna say. The cash pressure, or the, or like the rubbing of the mm-hmm. butt, with like where they slowly start going in. Where you're like, hey, where are you going? Hey, oh. So if you're not okay with it, you pep up, mm-hmm. you know. And if you are, you start purring, mm-hmm. and they know, okay, that means keep going, yeah. keep going. She like it, yeah. she like yeah. it, you know. But it was just funny to me because like that's you know their first encounter. That like he had his finger in her butt, and I was like, huh, yeah, <laughs> like, that happened, happened real quick. It did happen. He did ask. After, like, he did kind of mention it after he'd already put his finger in there. He's like, can we get can we get dirty or can we get dirtier or something? He said something to that regard. Did they? I was confused about up. that first time. I'm like, did they have anal sex that first night? Or was it just he is like, he was fucking her while fingering her? They didn't. They did not have anal sex I didn't the think first so. night. Because okay. I, re- I rewound it a bunch of times. I thought they did just by the phrasing of it. And then I was yeah. like, let me listen to this again. But then um, they also so, had sex multiple times. So I was like, maybe they had anal later, but we didn't like witness it, I guess. Witness. I mean, it's possible, but she said he basically was fucking her and, and had his finger in her butt. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. Or whatever. And then he like came on her asshole. Or yes. whatever, And then blocked, blocked her vagina so that the cum couldn't go to her vagina. Right. That's how that first time ended or whatever. Yeah. I meant, I love uh, uh, Madam Shen. I love 
the use of come in this book. Like, can I ask you a is, question about is, your real life though, Shawnee? Like, do you like when people come on you? Absolutely, absolutely. Do it's you? One of my, it's one of my kinks. It's one of my kinks. Okay. Hardcore. Okay. I am what you would consider a hardcore cum slut. Like, there's something very prime. Very. <laughs> it's very primal. <laughs> there's very, something very primal. So er, all of my kinks on your fall face, under on your face, so, or your body, or either. Um, more my body. Okay. I don't mind my. F- I don't mind my face if it's hot. Like if the okay. scenario is right. If the scenario is thing. right, sure. Ex- I just exactly. Yeah, the face I've never been into. I'm like, I, first of all, it's never happened. No one's ever tried, probably because they know I'd freak the fuck out <laughs> if that they wasn't. Probably a- saw your face. Yeah, like, nah, <laughs> she's gonna punch me in the dick or something. But like, like. Uh, uh, that would have to be a for sure conversation ahead of time for me. Yeah. On the body, though, I'm totally fine with. It's not my kink, but I'm not against it. Like, I'm fine. I'm just fine with it. It doesn't happen very often, yeah. but it has happened before. Um, it's like the face is weird, right? Because I don't want it in my hair. No. Because it's just, I don't want it in my eyes. hard to get out. And my eyes, it burns. Yeah. Like, have you ever gotten it in your eyes? It no, burns I've never so gotten, much. Uh, no, I would never. Like... The face is a more of a practical thing where I'm just like, I don't want it. I don't, I don't have time to wash my hair right. tonight before I totally. go to bed. So I can't let this shit crust in here. Totally. And whatever. Like, so it's yeah. practical. So it's like, if, if you could come on my face and it wasn't going to burn my eyes and hair, sure, why not? But because it does, I'm like, uh, let's yeah. keep it like below the neck, yeah. you know, or whatever. But like a lot of people, like especially like in BDSM, who get whipped or flogged or things like that, they like to see the bruises. The bruises, like, the yeah. next day are, yeah. like, badges of honor. They yeah. show them off to each other. They'll pull up their skirts and be like, look at my thigh. And they'll be their whole thigh will be bruised up black and blue. And, yeah. like, for me, the equivalent to that is come. Like, if you come on me, the visual of seeing that just makes my brain go. Yeah, totally. You know? I can get that. Yeah, I don't bruise. So I'll, I'll never have the that whole, like, oh, yeah. look at that bruise. Because your skin is. You could punch the shit out of me. You pur- you don't like purple though under because you're not that I dark. Don't know. No, no, like my skin tone, you should be able to see a bruise. If I had one, my mom and I are the same skin tone, and she bruises easily. If I flick her, she'll bruise. So it's some some other element at play. You can punch me with all your might, and I will not bruise. I I agree with you about earlier. You're talking about aftercare. So my one big thing about like him coming on her face or coming on her is, like, one, it was, like, never talked about. But also, I didn't feel... Like, there was one time that he, like, cleaned up her pussy, I think, afterwards. But, like, I don't feel like the rest of the time he was, like, cleaning her off. He was, like, like talking her down. Because I feel like things like that are so... um like you're like it's so intense like sex like that is so intense it takes so long to like come back down and I don't feel like he was really like comforting her certainly through most of the book well so when you're having sex you have all the happy hormones and once you're done all those happy hormones drop out and then you can end up going the opposite direction and getting depressed and I, I wish I remember all the chemicals that happen. There's some people who can spout them off. I can't. Um, but I know the serotonin is gone. And so it, what happens is there's a name for it. I just can't think of it right now. 
where you go the opposite direction, you get depressed, you start questioning like your self-worth and like it's a real heavy thing. So for her not to get any aftercare is really hard and I, I feel it viscerally. One of the things I love about having someone come on me is the wiping of it off later. Sure. Right. So like the clean, the cleaning, when, when he cleans it off, it's so caring and nurturing sure. and a reaffirmation of like what we just did. Yeah. And I, and I love that process. And so like, like the appreciation so, that you so like, yummy. that you like gifted your body and your submission and your trust that they weren't going to like take it too far. They weren't going to like do something like you said yes to my body, but they know they're not going to come in your hair because that's a violation. Like I, I that I understand. Um, I yeah. wish there was a little bit more of that in this book. Yeah. And it would have been nice because you could have seen him grow and mature. Yeah, I think in this book, I, I, felt I do like think they tried to pretend like he was growing and maturing. Yeah. Like, but he didn't really. I me. felt like it, it was too weighted towards the back third of the book. Like, I wish that his evolution had been a little bit slower and a little bit more, like, maybe fits and starts where he makes mistakes, but a little bit more consistent versus, like, uh, like not a lot of development, not a lot of development. Oh, but now all of a sudden he's like sort of skyrocketing. Yeah. I mean, again, this is, this is kind of taken care of by the fact that they're 18 and 19, but I don't like mommy daddy issues, uh, in my books. Mm. Right. Because in, in general, I always say like, if you're over 22, I don't accept you complaining about your parents anymore. Go yeah. get therapy. Yeah. It's your job to fix yourself now. Yeah. You parent yourself, you know? Um, and the amount of time they spend in this book talking about how how shitty his parents are and yeah and, and how and his, all the angst that they have I'm like blah 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 and his parents being <laughs> shitty is like the reason for like forgiving everything bad that he does yeah which which is I not always, he's a dick yeah which he's just like I'm sorry like a lot of people have bad parents like that doesn't mean that like you're you can just like treat people like shit. Okay, that said, like, what's your hero rating for him now that we've talked through it all? Are you still at a two? No, you were at a three. I am. I was at a three. Well, I gave him a two, but then I gave him plus one for the sex. <laughs> so really, really, he's a two, okay. like in general. But his dirty talking shit was. I mean, that makes him. I mean, that's part of that's part of his character. I I'd say that's yeah, fair to you know fair to so, tack on. So I I'll, I'll if we include the sex, I would give him a three. I was gonna say I think I'm gonna stick with a two. I I feel like you know he just he just took him a little bit too long for me, and yes he can <laughs> fuck like a banshee, but I want to you know like she was really like crushing and loving and f- catching those feelings the whole book. Yeah, and I thought it took a really long time for me to feel like he cared about her as more yeah. than just like a, I, a friend and fuck buddy. I also think though, like, but again, he's 18 or 19 or whatever. So it's like, yeah, you're a child. He's like 19. <laughs> I also kind of feel like she was trying to make a whole housewife. Like yeah. they, he, he was very clear on the fact that he didn't want nothing. He didn't, he didn't want anything yeah. for real, for real. Right. You know, and she knew that this was going to be kind of weird for her because she kind of did want something for real, for real. But he wasn't that person. 
Like he's not he he wasn't the housewife material. Um, so I a little bit it a little bit annoyed me that she like turned this fuck buddy into something more when they sh- I felt like they could have done more fucking in the book like because if she didn't try to like do it and every time that they would have sex and she'd be like no 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 and no 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 we have to stop and no no and okay and no 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 and I was just like just embrace it and fuck off <laughs> like <laughs> yeah once you've done it once you may as well be like well we're stuck together let's fuck like rabbits like, so, you know, I was like a very religious kid. This is the last story, last tangent. I'll tell it fast. So, you know, I was a really religious kid. My parents were very religious. And I remember thinking like, oh, my God, I have to repent for my sins. Every sin I would do if I would like steal some of my dad's food out of the fridge. I'd be like, God, forgive me. You know, so I remember like when I first started having sex, I was super ashamed because I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to hell. God, forgive me. Every time I would have sex, I would be like, God, please forgive me. God, please forgive me. Every, like every fucking time. Okay. And then I was like, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to fuck this whole weekend. Yes. And then on Monday, I'm going to say, God, forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like in this book, I'm just like, you already fucking, I mean, just go to town, you know? <laughs> yeah. Once you're already broke your word, you may as well just get to the fucking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go big or go home. Yes. <laughs> So what was your sailor rating? Okay, so I am sticking with a three. Because even though, I mean, I felt like she was slightly better than the hero, I really disliked that she gave up her passion at the end of the book. Yep. Like, it, it just became, like, not her passion anymore. And I was like, "How? wait, wait what? what? So, yeah, so I actually, I actually really liked her. I liked that she was always fighting him. I loved the fact that she was always, you know, fighting him. Mm-hmm. It made total sense that she would give in to his sexual advances because he was a beast. And I was like, I would too. Like, yep. I would be like, fuck you. But then, yes, I will fuck you. You know, so <laughs> so it was just it was justified to me. But then when she gave up her passion at the end, I was like, oh, you lose a big fat point for that. I don't I don't even know why that was written into this story. Like, I, yeah, I don't understand. So anyway, she has a three. What did you give her? I 100% agree. Three. Sticking with it. Sticking with it. Um... It's not my favorite trope. I know this is your favorite, one of your favorites, it turns out. But it's not my favorite trope that she, like, can't control herself around him. Um, Against her better judgment sort of trope is not my favorite thing. Um, Because, yes, while he was, like, she described him as, like, an Adonis and all this other stuff. At some point, I wanted her to just choose it and, like, not have it be, like, against her will constantly and just be, like, he (laughs) he walks into the loft and she's, like, I'm about to get this dick right now because this man is hot as fuck and I want him, you know? So I wanted, even if he then was like dominating the sexual encounter, like I wanted her to choose it more, the sex at least earlier on. Um, That might've been nice to have her, her initiate at some point. Yeah. The, the action. Cause I don't think she ever really was the initiator of any of the action. No. And then that could have been kind of powerful, but I did really like her family. I liked the friends. I like that she stood up to her dad and his dad and her coach and Lana eventually. Um, I did not, again, like, you know, same as you didn't like that she just randomly decided not to be an Olympian when she clearly was the only other person in the running and Lana now is, like, banned from the sport. But, uh, you know. Did you think she was going to end up going to the next Olympics because they skipped ahead four years? 
Um, Because it's four years to every Olympics. So when they said four years later, I thought they were going to go, okay. Oh, it was like leading up. Like she's already won a bronze medal and now she's like going for gold or something like that. Yeah. You know, like she's going to the, I was like, well, she'd already dropped out of that, that, you know, whatever the first Olympics. Right. So I was like, okay, well maybe she trained for this. But she didn't even have to drop out. She could have just been lying. Yeah. No, that would have been smart though. If she was like, she, but she was like training with more balance where she was like still seeing him and like living her life, but also training. Um, I think that would have been. Yeah. And also getting therapy. Yeah. Also in therapy. Um, everyone needs a little bit of therapy every now and again, or maybe a lot of it. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> what, what did you think he was? Make dreamy to make steamy. what you got for me? I just like really good dirty talk. And if you can dirty talk my fucking brain, you'll short circuit it. And I'll be like, <laughs> agree to any, anything you say. Um, I thought I called him a, <laughs> I called him a Mick Hunt me. <laughs> like, Mick Hunt, I just a Mick I Hunter? Sounded, like I said, I said, I feel like I said cunt, but I meant a Mick Hunt me. Yes. Or whatever. Um, because I was, I was all about the sex in this book. So I thought he was steamy as fuck. I said it was, um, I would argue that this book is kinky. Uh, kinky as fuck. It's not BDSM, but it's definitely primal. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I love that about it. I love the sexual energy of this book and the visuals and how she described that fucking sex. I said that he was a McNasty because he did get nasty. I said he was a McFuckboy because mm-hmm. that motherfucker was dumb mm-hmm. as hell sometimes. Rocks. I also said he was a McChauvinist because he was very chauvinistic for the first half of the book. Yeah. Um, I didn't, there's, some, there's something about it when like people, when a guy is not a chauvinist for you, like that doesn't work for me. Like... That they'll disrespect all women, but for you, you're the exception to it. Like, I, you just, like it or I, you don't it like never it? Really, I don't like it. I don't. I, I, I don't like it at all. I, I'm okay with it if he's an asshole to just everyone. Yes, I'm Ex- okay with that. Except for you, like, like for instance, her dad. I imagine was like. You know, this killer mob. I think he's in one of the other books, but he's this killer mobster. And then the, he, but he only shows his soft side to his wife. Everyone yes. else gets like the mobster who kills people. That yes. I'm all for. I, love that. I don't like, mm-hmm. yeah, when he's like treating women like objects and like even treating her like an object, uh, I thought that went on too long. And I didn't think he reformed as much as maybe I would have liked. Um, and I don't feel like she, I don't feel like she called him out as much as I would have liked for that. Like when he was, we didn't even talk about the scene, but when he was looking at the nude pictures in the lemon ride home and then asked her to send him new, more nudes and like a video, I was like, this is fucking weird. Like he's supposed to be ending up with this chick and she's sitting next to him while he's doing this and he's not even doing it covertly. Like, I felt like that should have been a flashback. Like, when they knew each other five years ago or three years ago, like, he did that. And now it's such a different ride because we're sitting here tense because we're in the thing together and, like, you know, whatever. Yeah, I agree. Like, to me, it's too close. Like, there's some. Yeah, and then he, like, like, he, "Mm." like, jerked off to the other chick two times that night. And I was like, that makes me feel dirty. (laughs) 
And not in a good way. I think <laughs> I like a little voyeurism, so I would have been okay with him. Like he might have accidentally seen her in the shower and then gone, gone back right. in his room and jerked it yes, off. Yes, that's better. Like so much better. That yeah. Like you know. I mean, he tried but, to do um, that when she was like groaning in the bathroom because of her shoulder being so injured, and then he went in like hoping that she was jerking it, and she was just really injured. <laughs> Like, I, I felt like that was, like, the scene, certainly, where he starts to become a better person and put her needs over his own. And All right, Bridget, tell me, what was your favorite quote? Or all ten of them that you picked. Okay, I, you picked I only chose three this time. Okay. That's restraint. That's restraint. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. It was a long book. It was a restraint. Okay, so one of them was, Dad would kill Hunter Fitzpatrick if he gave me any trouble, and Sam, my brother, would get rid of the body. That was the beauty of coming from a mobster family. Like, that for me, that was pretty early on. And I was like, oh, like, this is, I like this. Like, okay. Like, I, like, like, she's, like, not going to take shit and whatever. It, which didn't end up turning out the way that I wanted it to necessarily. But I really liked their family dynamic. I thought that was, like, a fun. I, I would be excited to see, like, Sam fall in love knowing that that's, like, the dynamic, you know? Absolutely. All right, uh, I'll do one. I was trying to be adorable and wondering what the hell had come over me. I like that one a lot because she was like flirting with him, but in her mind going, why the fuck am I flirting with him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt the, like when, I like that when she buys new clothes and like gets a haircut and stuff. And she's like, I definitely did this for him. I'm not sure why, but I definitely did it for him. <laughs> Uh, which kind of leads into my quote, which is, my brain told me to stay the hell away, but my body begged to reproduce with this beautifully destructive male specimen. And I was like, that's so funny. Because there are people where you meet and like you catch a whiff of their pheromones and your body's like, mate, 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 baby, mate, 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 Absolutely. So that I- Absolutely. Even though my brain- overrides my body in those scenarios but i have had those where i'm like i don't know what it is but but what you're wafting towards me but i will hop on that dick (laughs) okay bridget what was your favorite review so my favorite review was from vaishali on goodreads she gave it three stars i'm gonna skip the first part of her review and just read the relevant parts um You know, I can see why this book didn't work for some people. I always like LJ Shen's book for dialogue, but most of the things that came out of Hunter's Mouth were too much. It's one thing to have a potty mouth or relate everything to sex, but the first few chapters in Hunter's POV were really disgusting to a point that for a minute I thought of not finishing, but only for a minute. Um, Then the scenes got so over-dramatized. I mean, that scene in the bar, who does that? The guy starts talking shit about Sailor for literally no reason. And then when she went to save Hunt, another guy started lecturing her about how Hunter should handle this on his own for his own good. But book was actually not that bad. I mean, we had Troy, Sparrow, Sam, and Vicious's one scene too. So that made it worth reading. Those are characters from previous books uh, who play the parents. And Hunter and Sailor as the main characters were not that intriguing but I think I'm half in love with that hot jerk Killian. Literally can't wait for the next book. <laughs> um, so I, I agree with that. I mean, it's like, I, I, for sure there were some problems. Oh, she gave it three and a half stars. For sure there were some problems, but like, I liked it. I thought it was good. It delivered on the summer quickie. 
Uh, it gave us some good smutty scenes. I had fun reading it. Um, I don't think it's worth the read if you don't like graphic sex. I don't think it's worth the read if you are very against the new adult genre and that age group. And if you're against like sort of melodrama, melodrama and angst in general in your romance, then this is not the book for you. But if that stuff is your catnip, get in there. There's a shit ton of positive reviews. Um, you either love this book or you hate it. Or in my case, and Shawnee's case, I guess we're kind of in the middle. But So my favorite review is the same as your favorite review. Get out. I feel exactly the same way. I feel exactly the same fucking way. And also, can we just talk for a second? That scene was ridiculously stupid. The fight. Oh, it's like, super stupid. Who does that? Who just like turns to your table and starts talking shit with your like that didn't make I mean, no damn sense. They were supposed to be like drunk and, assholes, and so I was like, okay, fine, whatever. But also, like, I wanted her to like step in. Her dad is like a badass mobster. I wanted her to step in and like fuck those dudes up. Yeah. Like, or they fight them together. Like, I wanted her to be a badass bitch. Like, get out her. Get out her bow and arrow and come back in and be like, back off. Like, yeah. I'll kill you fuckers. Like, imagine though, like, if this somebody, if my friend is fighting somebody and somebody tells me, no, don't get involved, let him do it. I'd be like, fuck, go you. fuck you, bro. Who are you? I don't yeah. know you. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yep. Okay. 100%. <laughs> go fuck so, yourself. So, yeah, it was very, very melodramatic. Uh, I definitely agree with that review. It's, um, and you're right, it's super polarized on uh, Goodreads. You either really love it or you hate it. There are very few people who are in between. Yep. But we are. Yes. <laughs> and I think that's because I'd like to say we're balanced between story and smut. Yeah. Like. I also feel like. That's. I also feel like. And I, and I don't want to hate on anyone's reviews except for that I do. I also feel like people are just more likely to love or hate something. Like. For instance, if you take an Uber, it's a five star ride or it's one star. Like there's no, like <laughs> you don't give people like two stars. That's eh, it's not that great. Oh, we don't give yeah. them four stars. Like if you like them, you give them five stars. You know what I mean? Like I feel like a lot of people are like, I like this book, five stars, or hated this book, one star. And I feel like there's like if you're really honest with yourself about the books you read, like there you have you should be rating every single rating you shouldn't only be rating five stars or one stars or three stars or four. Like you should be rating all of the stars unless you just get lucky and you're only rating five star books. But, um, it's also though, and if you don't, and maybe if you're like, maybe if you're a younger person who just hasn't read as much romance and hasn't read as much stuff, maybe this book would be four or five stars. You know, like if this is one of your earlier smut books and you're like, Oh my God. He's licking her. Ah, like you're like five stars. I don't give a <laughs> fuck about this plot. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah. I also think though, like, okay, hear me out. So I told you I wrote an aggressive number of emails to, to audible in the early days about putting a rating for hotness for like sexiness yeah. on their website. Yeah. Because I was getting audiobooks and they were hell of, like vanilla, so I don't read Debbie McComber books. Like, you know, 
I would I would buy the book and I'd be pissed. I get to the end of it and be like, where the fuck was the sex? Or yeah. that's it? Or we're fading to black, you know. But the thing about it is that there's people who like that. There's people yep. who like there's like Christian romances yep. that are real wholesome. Yep. Um, people who just are there for the romance. They don't really need the nookie. The nookie can be implied. Yep. And I think it's valid. I've you know, and it kind of like like real men knit for me lost points because it didn't have any sex. But somebody who doesn't need sex in their romance might rate that higher and that's valid. So it's a there's a disservice in the fact that there's no way for authors to really um very quickly with like a, at a glance let us know how steamy their book's going to get. Like what base are we going to? Okay? Are we are we going home or are we going past home? Right. Like do you know what I mean? Like I think that I love smutty books. So if I saw like five chilies on the cover, I would know like, oh, we going past home. You know? <laughs> and then if it's one chili, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm not expecting sex in this book, right. you know. And then I might not pick it up because it's not my thing. Right. Um, and then I won't go rate it poorly right. as well because I'm right. you, you know what I mean. So yeah, a lot of the negative reviews were people who are shocked by the sex of the first, yeah, even not even the first their sex, just like the opening chapters where he's talking about his. Is five some, six some, seven some, five yeah. five girls and two dudes, seven some. Um, it's orgy. <laughs> we'll just call it an orgy. Uh, I do agree with that. I mean, I think I think it's tough to rate a book like this and say there was too much sex or the sex was graphic. I don't know. I th- I don't know though. Like I almost feel like it's like don't even rate it at that point. Yeah, I think sometimes I, f- I mean, sometimes I feel bad in my ratings because I'm like, in theory, I mean, I don't feel bad for real, for real. But, but I know that there's a nuance here that won't get picked up in my rating. Right. I'm rating it this way because it wasn't for me. Right. But which is what you're supposed to do for, for you. Which is what you're yeah. supposed to do, I suppose. I don't know. As you guys know, there will always be a hundred percent honest reviews on this podcast. Absolutely. If you like smut and you just want, like this, this is going in my my quickie list of of things of stories that I can just get to the good parts mm-hmm. and I know that they'll do the job mm-hmm. this is going in that folder nice. let me tell you right now Bridget nice. so yeah I wouldn't if it, if I were reading this for the story the answer would be no but if I'm reading this for the smut the answer is hell yes alright well I before we interview her um, I will be also on Patreon reviewing a couple more of her books. My plan is to read Pretty Reckless and also Vicious. So that's the Saints, Sinners of Saint book one and the All Saints High book one. Um, If I can get to another one, I will try. Uh, But for sure, I think I'm going to read those two because those are the other two series. And you can check those out on our Patreon at Romance at a glance so patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance uh, you can also catch us on the instagram and chit chat with us we are always available always answering the comments always answering the questions and uh i think that's all we got for these these kids today shawnee i know bridget i'm tired it's late here in miami it's, i i'm very tired and it's in la so i don't even know how you are awake. <laughs> <laughs> Well, until then, friends, may your books be your lover. And your hand, your best friend. Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. 
If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.